Eldridge, songs about you. That's the title track from his new album that's out, and uh, that is a very Brett Eldridge song. I like that. Uh, today, cloudy, breezy, and cool. cool. Wait a minute here. Few snow showers are possible this morning. Wow. Transitioning to light rain in the afternoon today, high 41. So it is a chilly start, about 39 right now. And I don't see any flurries or anything around here, but... You know, maybe, depending on where you're at, you might be getting a taste of that already. A little snow globe here on Thursday, October 13th. Lauren's going to be here in a little bit. She's picking up some donuts for our special guest that we have coming in next hour, a celebrity that's going to be in the studio. And we were, uh, we're not going to tell you who, but it's kind of fun. It's going to be a good time. We've been, we've been uh, planning this out here for quite a while. So uh, we'll have that coming up for you. Lots of fun today on The Breakfast Club at 6.07. Let's get Thursday going. It's The Breakfast Club. And Lauren. Lauren will be here in a little bit. She's actually probably on her way right now with a donut in hand. But uh, that's because she's got donuts for our celebrity guests that's coming in here next hour. So stay tuned for that. Be one of five buzz. In the meantime, we'll t- tell you about this. I saw this yesterday. It's a big news, you know, making Minnesota proud. Uh, Minnesota man has set the U.S. record now for the biggest pumpkin. I don't know how they get these things to grow so big. Um, Travis Ganner, he's a horticulture teacher from Anoka. He had uh, he had carted, tripped, drugged this pumpkin all the way into California because that's where the thing is. And uh, this pumpkin is enormous. You can read about it b105country.com. But it is uh, it is insane. It's a 512 inches. It's the largest pump, pump, pumpkin west of the pond ever hit a scale, and it weighed in at 2,560 pounds. They had to use a huge trailer. He had a California bust <laughs> sign on it, and it's uh, pretty crazy. But it's uh, it's huge, huge. And he said he started off growing the pumpkin by dumping five pounds of dirt on the seeds and hoping for the best. But it, uh, it it quick it quickly grew. It's in, it's amazing. You see that at b105country.com. I don't know. Now, what do you do with a big pumpkin like that when it's done? You just I don't know. Is it any good if they get that big? I mean, I think it'd be pretty. Pretty mushy gourd. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a gourd expert. Um, another thing coming up. I'll tell you about this real quick. Uh, it's coming up on Monday um, on the range, but everyone's welcome. It's a. It's an Eveleth. There is a construction night going on at uh, Iron Rain Construction Night, hosted by Two One Eight Trades. It's also with the Construct Tomorrow Planning Team, Union uh, Area Union Trade Sponsors. It's from five thirty to seven at the Curling Club there in Eveleth, and it is actually where you can talk to employers who are looking to hire people in the trades you can talk about getting to an apprenticeship apprenticeship program and what's different about this event is there's actual hands-on things for you to try out so like the employers would be there with actually demonstrations you can try to see if it's something that you might want to do kind of a cool thing right b105country.com all the information's right there 613 on the breakfast club it's a chilly start 39 today with uh, b105 we're gonna kind of hang around that maybe even a couple snow flurries where you're at this morning it's uh, 613 on the breakfast club over 75 b105 it is a breakfast club with ken and lauren and lauren is here hi lauren i'm here you know i was up i was just getting us coffee and i was getting some treats for our special guest <sighs> do you think he, do you think he's gonna like him um, I don't know. I don't know. I just Is feel there like anyone we that have doesn't something. like donuts? I, yeah, that's like the Minnesota in us. Like we feel like we can't not have something. I stopped and got some juice and water and stuff because really? I was like, you, have, the, you, you just like have. To it's bring. in the fridge. I'm keeping it cool until you know the time. You just like have to bring something. You know, I just can't not. So and then I got myself a couple roller bites because you know you're there. They're right, right. there. Why right. Right. Well, I mean, I got us coffee as well. So thank you. I should have got a bigger size because you can have some of mine. I can pour it out if you'd like. That is a big. Big thing of coffee. I really should have known better than to get you that size. Because when you have iced coffee, you become, you become 
jacked up a little bit. And I've got a, a Mountain Dew here, too. Oh. I've really got a lot of caffeine. <laughs> wow. So I might need a Mountain scraping Dew. scraping me off the ceiling with a shovel here before you know it. It's going to be a good show, though. we got it a lot is. coming up. Yeah. Um, was there any snow where you were at? There flurries? was not snow. Because Brandon said there could be some possible flurries around. I haven't looked at the radar. Let me it pull was, that up. Um, there, it wasn't snowing, but it was very rainy. So windy yesterday. Again, I had to go chase my patio cushions, which I, you know. You should really just tie those down. They're Velcro down. They obviously still, not working. I know. All right. Well, I didn't do it. So. Well, look at this. There is some snow on the radar. Um, northwest of Duluth between Highway 53 and Highway 2, just uh, east of Grand Rapids. Yeah. North Ugh. of Floodwood. I, I, I don't want that. I think it's a little too soon. A little bit of flurries. Mm-hmm. Hibbing's getting a little bit of snow right now. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Floodwood area, Toyuvala, there, Elmer, Meadowlands. You're just on the fringe and it's heading towards Cotton right now. Crazy. Yeah, That's so not there's fun. some. That is not fun. It'll transition transition to light rain here though as we go on today. Yeah. We're going to warm up a little bit, so mm-hmm. not a lot, but a little bit. So we'll take what we can, I guess. Yeah, it's October thirteenth. What you get? It's uh, six twenty three. B one hundred five. Got a lot coming up for you today. Stick around. Today going to be about forty one degrees. We do have some uh, snow flurries scattered, possible, and uh, like I said, over by Floodwood, North of Floodwood, west of Meadowlands. There's a, a little bit of snow. Let's just it's not happening. talk about it. Okay, moving on. Yeah, moving on. So, um, our brain teaser question. What is the most popular classic Halloween costume this year? Because there's the... And by classic, I mean this isn't like a cartoon character, you know, for kids. It's not like, you know, you're not going to be superhero. It's more of just like a classic Halloween costume. Well, classic, well, I don't want to give anything away. I don't know the answer because I don't have it over here. But um, is it something you can make out of something around the house? I think so. Hmm. I think every, I know like I was this for Halloween back in the day. It's just like an easy costume. You can find it anywhere. Okay. Take some guesses at it. I'm guessing with you right now. 727-B105. My computer is doing updates because why wouldn't it be? Yeah, that's all right. I get it. Um, 727-B105, your chance to win some Taco John. Just think of a classic Halloween costume and take a take a stab, a stab at it. I don't know if that works for Halloween. <laughs> it works. Maybe Michael Myers. You don't need that for this costume though. Okay, good to know. Good to know. No knife involved. Lovely. That's a... Never mind. I'm going to yeah, move no, on. Yeah, we got to move on. Okay. 637 B105 with Old Dominion Hotel Key. Call now. Good question. Your chance to win some Taco John's. And we've been doing Halloween all month because it's October and it's... Mm-hmm. So Lawrence it's acceptable. Month. Yeah. I haven't been like living it up as much as I should, but that's for a different time. What is the most popular classic Halloween costume this year? Okay. Keeping it simple. That's something you probably can do with stuff around the house, right? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Okay, let's go to the phone and see what we got. Hello, B105. What do you think? A vampire. Not a vampire. Good guess, okay, thank yeah. you. Thanks. Hi, B105. What's your guess? A ghost. That's what I thought. But We'll give it to you. You're going to give it to him? Yeah, we'll okay. give it to you. All right. We have a lot to give to you today. So. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what's your name? Dave. Well, you going to dress up for Halloween this year? No, we're too old for that. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> You're never too old. What was the last thing you dressed up for Halloween as, Lauren, besides your onesie, Chucky that's onesie? That's the only thing I dressed oh. up as. Okay, well, that's a lot to unpack there. What's your name? Dave. Hey, congratulations, Dave. You got some Taco Johns today. All right, thank you. Dave's a winner. You can be again two, two tomorrow, same time, right here on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's already Friday. Isn't that hard to believe? That's crazy. Quite just... a short week, so... <laughs> flown by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We got a lot coming up for you. Lauren's Country Lowdown. We got some headlines this morning to get to. Uh, Is that a rocket sound you just made?
Making headlines today. So we all know Thomas Rudd and his wife Lauren are the cutest mm-hmm. together. Aren't they high school sweethearts? Yeah, so they like met in first grade and then like he was in love with her. Oh, and geez. I read her book and she like details it, but like he was in love with her like all throughout middle school. Oh, cute. And high school. Now they're dating or married, obviously. <laughs> they just celebrated their 10 year anniversary yesterday. Wow. And um, he put together a video compilation of the two of them. I, I might have cried. Um, it's like, you know, them on tour, the early days with their kids because they have four girls. So. They're very busy. He said, 10 years with my best friend. I don't know sometimes if you are a real person or an angel. I couldn't have dreamed up a better life if I tried. Well, that's sweet. Which is so cute. Yeah. Actually, in her book, too, um, if you're a big fan of Thomas Wright, you should read it. Because she really puts it all out there in terms of, like, when he got really successful, their marriage suffered a lot. Did it? Yeah. um, She was saying, like, he got kind of wrapped up in things for a while where... I just remember one chapter was like he ordered like Gucci shoes or something. And she's like, this is not you. Like we are from, I can't even remember where they're from, but she's like, this is not you. And this needs to stop. And now look at them. And you listened. I guess he listened. Wasn't that one of those, um, what's that song? What's that song we talked about? He put on his boots. They had worn a long time. What is it? Uh, country again. Yeah, country again. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of yeah. That's exactly what okay. I'm talking about. So you can go see that video on our B105 app. And last night was the CMT Artist of the Year ceremony. It's not going to air until tomorrow, but we're learning a little bit more. So each honoree will perform. Alan Jackson's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Lady Wilson's the Breakout Artist of the Year, and then it's. Luke Combs, Carly Pierce, Cody Johnson, Walker Hayes, and Kane Brown. Well, Good Luke, lineup. Luke can't make it for some reason, so Riley Green is going to be there to tribute him. Um, he's going to sing Beautiful Crazy, and then Walker Hayes is going to do a collaboration with Sierra. Very random. I'm not mad about it. It's just very random. Who's Sierra? She's like an R&B singer. I, okay. You would recognize her, is and she, she has wait. a lot of bops. Um, look it up. Not, not that it matters, but I just got to look it up. Yeah, I did not imagine those two, um, their music is so different. So we'll see. Oh, she's the one that's married to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. now I know who she is. Yeah, so she's going to be there. And then Chris Stapleton, Dan and Shay, Dustin Lynch, Gary Lavox, Kelsey Ballerini. They're presenting uh, some of the cast of Yellowstone, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Shane McAnally. So that airs tomorrow night, 9 p.m. CMT. And I thought I'd mention this because Hardy's been in the news a lot lately. Carrie Underwood, she just announced her new single, The Country Radio. It's called Hate My Heart. It's my favorite one on her latest album. It kind of sounds like throwback Carrie a little bit. And it was actually written by Hardy. So um, you can go hear that right now, B105Country.com. But I just thought that was cool because you wouldn't really think that um, Hardy would write a song for Carrie Underwood. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's... You know, he's he's becoming his own solo act, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, but he's been a songwriter. He's done a lot of songs, and he's very talented. Yeah, so. absolutely. Very cool. Thank you, Lawrence Country Lowdown. Right now, Jason Aldean, it's Trouble with a Heart. Miranda Lambert, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home on B105. It is a Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren, and it is uh, 7.05. Today, we're going to get to about 41, which is kind of what we're at right now. A little bit of light snow flurries today, and then turning into light rain. But, Lauren, um, you have brought in a special I celebrity have, can guest. Can I take all the credit for this? You can take okay. all the credit for this. We have... Joel McKinnon Miller. Now, do you go by that full name, or can we do we shorten it, or the well, full good thing? Mor- good morning. You can call me Joel. Okay, that's we'll fine. just call but, you Joel. But um, yeah, that's my name with the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, oh, uh, it's not okay. my, my my real name, right? Uh, but uh, it's my wife's maiden name in the middle there. Oh, cool. Now, like you brought up, you, so your wife, you met her through the industry, right? 
Uh, no, we met at UMD. Oh, really? Oh, because yeah. I just assumed I saw that she's been, uh, she's like costume and stuff like that. And, and Right. Yeah. Yeah, she works, uh, she's a freelance artist, and she she's a, what's called a costume fabricator. Oh, cool. So one of her uh, main places that she works is for the Jim Henson Creature Shop. Oh, wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be the Fraggle Rock stuff I see then. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so she's always uh, doing something for them, and now... And she also does all the jerseys for the Target dog. Oh, well, I mean, that right there is a, a claim to fame, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. She'll get a call. Uh, she knows the uh, the guy who raised the dog. I can't think of his name right now. Jack, I think his name is. That's cool. And, That's a big um, deal. She'll, he'll call and say he needs a couple jerseys for the... You know, for the Timberwolves or whatever, you know, Target Center and all. And yeah. so, uh, so she'll, they'll send her the things and then she takes them and she's got all of her patterns for Jack. Yeah. Wow, makes makes cool. his jerseys and stuff. That's so, really cool. Well, yeah. we appreciate you being in and we'll give some background quick because we were kind of talking about this on air before you agreed to come in, but I'm like, Joel's in town. I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm just going to write on his picture and be like, come to our morning show. And you were like, I'd love to. And I don't know many people that would just be like, yeah, I'll come in. And you you said that this is kind of early, so we appreciate it. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and the weather is kind of bad and, out there. And and you brought in Brooklyn Nine-Nine beanies. This, this is, is a big great. deal. I'm going to like wear this everywhere I go and just brag. Uh, thank you. you. Know? How yeah. often do people come up and uh, just call you Scully? Does that happen quite a bit? It pretty often, yeah. yeah. It, it was uh, There was an interesting interaction the other day. I was at the... Uh, smokehouse sandwich shop there mm-hmm. at uh sure. and um i was ordering for my wife and i she had got us a table and so i'm ordering and at the end the gentleman didn't let on at all that he knew uh, knew me or anything and at the end of it uh he said can i ask you a question i said sure Uh-oh. so is andy sandberg a nice guy <laughs> and you're like I we'll said, talk later no. i go well no he's yeah he's terrific he goes Oh, and I and I like your work too. <laughs> I go, oh, thanks. You man. never know what people are gonna. That would scare me, like not knowing what people are gonna say. Even though people, you know, love the show and everything, it's yeah. like you just never know what people are gonna say. So, well, we're very excited to have you. Hopefully, you can hang out with us for a little bit. Oh, absolutely. We have are we some gonna, games planned. Are we gonna do the seven ten laugh off coming up? This might be. So we do something embarrassing. We like joke. We try to like make each other laugh, and we always end up doing it in front of like doctors. Now you, so it's kind of embarrassing. But yeah, it's really bad dad jokes. Really bad. Okay. So you can decide who's funnier. Oh. And it can be me, but you can say Ken <laughs> if you power. want. <laughs> the power. The oh, power. We'll let you actually decide coming up. Okay. <laughs> I guess well, the scales are tipped a certain yeah. way here. Huh? I try to, you yeah. know, like bribe the guest to choose uh, me, but. I'm not touching any of that. Um, Joel McKinnon Miller's here in the studio with the 710 Laugh Off coming up next, and we're having some fun this morning on The Breakfast Club at 709. Blake Shelton, I'll make Joel McKinnon, Lauren, good morning. Okay. That's a little loud, sorry. That We've got uh, Joel McKinnon Miller here, um, famous from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, many other roles. We'll CSI. talk about some of that I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with CSI. Jeez. I have problems. <laughs> it's an issue. But Do you remember that you were in CSI? Because she does. <laughs> I, I do. I do. That was quite a while ago. Yeah. Okay. I've seen all the spin-off. Again, different time. I won't get into that. But um, <laughs> Ken, you won the 710 laugh-off yesterday. Joel's going to decide who's who's funnier at the end of this. Oh, boy. Or all you right. could just say both. All right. I feel like you're nice. You won't choose one or well, I don't know. I could be a little cutthroat. Let's see oh, what happens. Oh, Love it. Oh, I like it. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm starting here, Lauren. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, what's the worst part about an apple addiction? 
can't see a doctor about it. Oh, boy. Apple the day keeps yeah. one. Doctor. Right. That was yeah. good. Well, you talk about cutthroat. Yeah, you got no boy right off the bat and I roll. <laughs> that's that's usually how it goes for the first okay. joke or two. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why do mummies tell their? How do mummies tell their future? Man, the execution. How do mummies tell their future? They read their horoscope. Wow, that was the best. When you mess up wow. the joke, when you mess up the joke, it doesn't end well. Man, that's okay. That that was just a warm up joke. That was Lauren. That was awesome. Yes. Oh, oh come on! Is that recording? Come on. Is that recording? That one always sides on the cute girl, you know. I know. They feel bad. All right. If this one is going to have to do a little bit. It's going to take a little bit of history and a little bit of politics for you to get. Okay. Okay. Lauren and Joel. Most people are familiar with the theories of Karl Marx, but did you know he had a famous famous sister? Her name was Anya, and she invented the starting pistol. <laughs> I don't get it. Anya Marx? Yeah, that's Karl oh, Marx. Oh, that was Anya good. Marx. That, that was, was good. pretty good. That was, that was yes! good. Yes! I think I won right there. I gave Joel actually. That I didn't was a even genuine it, laugh. So. That was a genuine laugh. That was a genuine laugh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. I don't know how you're going to either. Man, okay. I'm a pretty cheap date. <laughs> Good to know. Okay, why did the pumpkin take a detour? To avoid a seedy part of town. <laughs> yes, both of you belly laughed. I want to call yes. it belly laugh. I don't get ahead of ourselves just, there. Just let me have this we'll win. We'll give you the okay. win. We'll give you Lauren a win. Lauren wins Thursday. Yeah. But so, you got to laugh, too. Well, Joel didn't decide that you won, but you want to make it we official. Won. Yeah, oh, we'll we're done? It. Well, it's whoever <laughs>, laughs first. It's the laugh off. So oh, okay. we go up to three jokes, maybe okay. four. All right. Yep. So We'll burn through them way too fast if okay. we keep going. There's, There's only, only so, so many, many jokes, jokes out there. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. So, okay. Congratulations to me. Yeah, you're both uh, terrific. Oh, well, thank you. You heard it again. Right is here. this rolling? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it is. Okay. No one's ever called our jokes terrific, so we appreciate it. Seven fifty on the Breakfast Club. More with Joel McKinnon Miller, and uh, we'll talk uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up here on the Breakfast Club with B105. Sanju and Two Harbors is Ed's Carolina on B105. It is the Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren, and I've got a nice coffee over here, so I'm already I'm feeling it, Lauren. When I'm Ken drinks iced it. coffee, it's a different person. I get a little. It hits you different. It hits you harder. And but. Joel doesn't drink coffee. I how how is that possible? Possible. I don't know. I, I've only drank coffee once. In your life? Yeah. Do you want to hear a quick story? I do. Let's hear it. Okay. Oh so I'm working on this mini series, and we were up in Northern California, and we were just about ready to roll, and we, I was playing a policeman, a detective, and um, they had uh, styrofoam cups. They wanted us all. Uh, part of the thing is that we were drinking coffee. It was mm-hmm. like the gag for the, for the scene or whatever. And so... Um, the guy asked me, he goes, what do you, what do you want? You know, and I go, well, I don't drink coffee. You know, can you just put in some Coke or something? Whatever. Right. It's just for this one thing. He goes, yeah, okay. Well, he got behind and then it got, they started rolling. And they go, okay, here we got to go. And he just set everything down. He didn't pay attention to anything. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, and it was coffee and <gasps> it was real coffee. So you don't like the taste. I've never acquired a taste. Yeah, you never acquired acquired it. Yeah, Yeah, I've never acquired a taste for coffee or scotch. Well, yeah. But pretty much. I got you beat on both of those. (laughs) Pretty pretty much anything (laughs) else I'm pretty good to go with, you know. I actually like coffee and scotch together. Funny that you bring that up. No. Um, Joel McKinnon Miller's here. Thank you for the the beanie, too. I I love it. I got a Brooklyn 99 beanie. You wear it everywhere. You came bearing gifts. I think it's a Minnesota thing, really. That's right. Because Minnesotans, like Ken and I, were like, we can't be empty handed tomorrow. We have to 
bring something. I do have a question. Speaking of coffee, this is very random. In TV shows, is it like when you have a, a prop that's like coffee or a drink? Are those empty ever? Because sometimes I'm looking and it bugs me because I'm like, <laughs> I feel like that cup is actually empty and there's not actually. So is that the norm to that's, actually have it filled with something or is it empty? That's a little pet peeve of mine, you it know, is, because you can tell. Yeah, you can um, tell. So, or, or when somebody is carrying uh, bags, suitcases mm-hmm. or whatever. And you know yeah. that they're empty. So I always say, you got to put something in here. I got to make I it look like I'm actually carrying something. You know, it, right. you know. Yeah. I Although I, I, a little thing about Scully. Yes. I always had that metal thermos cup. Mm-hmm. Always didn't have anything in it. Not even water? Now the whole show is ruined for me. <gasps> My gosh. No, I'm kidding. No, it's not. Um, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's on Peacock, so I'm going to be able to watch every episode. And I, I I hadn't seen it when it first came out. And I like always one of those shows I wanted to like, watch, right? It is the most binge-worthy, fun show to watch since The Office, I think. Because it's the episodes are easy. To, they're like, what, 25 minutes, 20, 30 minutes or so like that. They're funny. And then you just roll the next one. Next thing you know, it's been two hours. And you've been just watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And you've got some of the, the best... See, like, here's an example. Last night, they're, they're, they're doing the Jimmy Jab games is the one I was watching. And you guys were doing the eight-month-old Chinese food. Oh, oh right, right, right. And then everyone's eat, trying to eat. The, like, the, the cops are all trying to, like, say who can get the most down. And then it cuts to Scully at the end. He goes, he's still chowing away. He goes, you guys know this is free, right? <laughs> Just let them die. That's like around here people do that. <laughs> no, they're like, oh, it reminded me of so many coworkers here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Stuff. Well, we've got a lot coming up. We're going to play uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast trivia. Joel's been great enough to agree to play with yeah, that. Yeah, he did agree. We so. did it about 7.40, you think? Yeah, That'll work coming so. up about 10 minutes? Yeah. Sounds yeah. great. You can stick around. Thank you uh, very much. 7.27 on The Breakfast Club with B105. You can get bacon and- From a lot of different things, uh, especially Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's why we're wearing our beanies that I he was, brought us as gifts. Thanks so much, Joel, for bringing Thank it in. Thank you. You're welcome. I love it. You're very welcome. You're going to see me wearing this around town I know. You're going to be like, now. I know them. They're right. wearing a Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> hat I gave them. Uh, so we thought we'd do some fun. You're having a great time getting to know Joel and, uh, and a great guest and uh, uh, gracious enough to play Brooklyn Nine-Nine cast trivia. We came up with this idea about 10 hours ago. and <laughs> You don't have to put that part in there. <laughs> I just thought I'd work, you know? But um, I'm going to set the, I'm gonna set the um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme here. Nice. See? You know, a little production involved, right? So, Joel, you're going to tell us which one of your cast members or co-stars on Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, this fact is about. And you can use their... Uh, character name or the real name. All right. And this is the first question. So let's okay. see. Um, this leading cast member's real first name is actually David. Do you know who that is? David. Uh... Put him on the spot. Look at this. What? Leading cast member. I'll give you that. Okay. David. That's what Wikipedia says. It could be wrong. That might be wrong. Don't, don't throw that out there, oh, Lord. No, it's not wrong. It's right. It's yeah. I have no idea, David. Do you do you want me to give it to you? Oh, I guess. Andy Samberg. His real first name is David. You're looking at me like I'm. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. <laughs> Call him up. Ask him. His <laughs> name is Jake Peralta. Well, in the show it is, yeah. But his real name in real life is not Andy's first name. I did not know that. See, look we've, at that. We've never talked about. It. You well, should tell him. Be no, like, next. listen, this okay. radio's not. <laughs> this next one might be a little bit easier, I think. Okay. This cast member of Brooklyn Nine-Nine has appeared in various Old Spice commercials over the years. 
be Terry Crews. You got it. All right, we got <laughs> that one was there. Easy. That was easy. We're doing good. Um, the next one here, I think you should be able to get this one. Okay. This cast member played a security guard in Jim Carrey's The Truman Show. That would be me. Hey, look yeah. at that. Don't let them know right. Otherwise, that might, this might be a little weird. Okay, and then uh, we got one more here for you. Sure. This cast member enjoyed success as a soap opera actress before eventually booking her role on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Melissa Fumero. Yes, you got it. Way to go. You that got was uh, good. Three out of four. That's a, that's a passing grade here. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, tell us about Melissa. She, she, she how, did, you, did you know that soap opera thing when she came in? Did you know her before that? Or? I did not know that before. She, she came up to me. Uh, we did the pilot together. Oh. And, um, she told her mom and dad, she goes, I can't believe I'm with Don Embry from Big Love. That's who I played. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. Big Love. She goes, I can't believe I'm doing this show with him. And I had no idea. She was, she goes, I was all fanning out about you, you know, and whatever. <laughs> and uh, it was very, very sweet. And she told her parents and dad, and they go, who? You know, but, uh, anyway. I have a question. How long, how many auditions did you have to go through to get on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Because it's such a big show. Probably thousands, you know, people for every. Well, here's uh, a good trivia question for you. I, I didn't audition. Oh. Really? My, my agent called and said that there's this part. And um, he said, but there's just like a couple lines. He goes, well, you know, we told them if they want you, they have to hire you. You know, and so I said, oh, "Okay, I'm not usually very comfortable with that. I always like, like to, to go and audition, and you know, sure. for whatever it is." And so that made me a little nervous, but I have to listen to them because they know what they're talking about a lot of times, and I don't. And um, so they called and said, "Okay, we want him." So I did the pilot, and um, come to find out that Dan Gore, who created the show, I had actually done my audition for him years ago by him watching uh, Big Love. Okay. So he was a fan from there, and so was Andy, and so uh, that was kind of how that happened. Oh, so. wow. That's like a dream. Yeah, so you never know who's who's going to be watching you or whatever, and you know, that kind of thing. So, so you said the, the, the role is supposed to only be like a couple of lines, but you've got quite a bit of parts in it. I mean... You know, it must have, well, that, must have grown, huh? That, that was for the pilot. Okay. Yeah, for the pilot. It was just a couple lines. And so if you want him, then you got to hire him. Sure. And so I like then that. I, I did that. And then um, we were walking to the car. It was Dirk Blocker and I, who plays Hitchcock. He and I were walking to the car, and Andy showed up as we're leaving at the after we wrapped the pilot. And he goes, you two guys, if, if this goes, you're going to come back. And we both, yeah, okay, Andy. Because both Dirk and I had heard that a million times when we've done pilots mm-hmm. that have never gone anywhere. Right. So we said, oh, that was great. When we go, this is going to be, you know, you guys will come back. Yeah, okay, sure. And uh, sure enough, that happened. That's crazy. It surprised us. So. Yeah, I'm know. glad you brought up Dirk. Sorry, Lauren. Oh, um, yeah, but go ahead. off air, we were talking about this, and I asked you, is Hitchcock, you, you guys play buddy-buddy on the show, and is, it, is that how it is in real life between it's, you two? It is how it is in real life. We, we talk every week, you know. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, talk about all kinds of things. We have a lot of things in common, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, well, that's great. Did you want to? Oh, I was just going to say, I don't think people realize, like, if you're on a show, like, that is on TV or whatever, like, there's so many people that shoot pilots and they don't go anywhere, you know? So it's like, do you even get your hopes up? I feel like being an actor would be so hard. (laughs) Yeah, there's, you know. So hard. 
dozens and dozens of pilots every year, you mm-hmm. know, and so, and some don't ever see the light of day. Well, but um, you know, so to be beyond a couple of things that have that have taken off has been a real, uh, really cool thing. Yeah, right. you know what I want to talk about you. Uh, we'll talk about with you and you is the music coming up because opera. It's made its way on the show. It's made its way, uh, and, you, and you've got some takes on music. I want to talk to you about that coming up if you can stick around. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Sounds Great. good. Joel McKinnon-Miller here in the studio with us today on The Breakfast Club. we got some Morgan Wallen right now. Waste- Morgan Wallen Wasted on You on B105. It's Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. It's 7.51. Today, going to be about 41. We have uh, actor, I guess we could say opera singer, um, real nice guy, Joel McKinnon Miller in here today. And, uh, thanks for being in here. And we've got, we're on Facebook live. Mm-hmm. We got some people asking questions. So we, I don't mean ask Joel anything. I don't know. Yeah. Ask, well, <laughs> you know, we're only going to ask, you got to keep This is a radio show for the family, but, um, Corey says, what brings you to Duluth? Because what? people might be like, why is Joel hanging yeah, out? Why, with why are you hanging out with Ken and Lauren? Um, my wife and I have some family here, so we're visiting family. Oh, nice. very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're originally from Minnesota, UMD. We were talking about that a little bit off air. Um, you grad, well, you uh, were in UMD like what? I don't know. It doesn't matter how long ago it was, but then you found work uh, and, and, and then you've been kind of, you're a Minnesotan to, to start with, right? That's correct. And um, I left school early and got some work and started, um, um, you know, starting my career and whatever in about 2006. I was telling my daughter how important it was to have a uh, a degree, mm-hmm. and I didn't have one, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, got in contact with the theater department at UMD, and we worked out a few things, and so I had to take a couple classes in Los Angeles, and then I walked with the class of 2007 down at the hockey rink here oh, with really? the cap oh, and cool. gown and the whole deal. Well, so you have to. You know, it was great. Finished. And then we had uh, my long-delayed graduation party over at Sammy's on first here. Oh, nice. And I had <laughs> sent some wine from California. And so we had some nice wine and awesome pizza. And oh, that's fun. Had about 50 people for my graduation party. That's so. really cool. Yeah. Neat in 2007. It just took a few years. It took a few years. Yeah. You oh. ended up okay, you know. <laughs> it all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out for you. Where did the opera part in all this come in? Because I've seen you, like, even last night I was watching, uh, I, I was doing research. Um, I was watching, I was binge watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I do often anyway, but one of the episodes, uh, well, many of the episodes, you're in there singing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. opera singer, because you are actually trained, right? Well, that's how I started out here. Actually, um, when I was in high school, my father would take me into the U in the Twin Cities um, my junior and senior year, and I was studying with a teacher there. And um, my senior year, or my, you know, end of my junior year, the my professor asked me, where, where are you going to go to school? And I said, well, I'm going to go here. I'm going to work with you. And he goes, well, <laughs> you can't. I go, what do you, what do you mean? He goes, well, I'm retiring. He goes, but there's an, a retired opera diva who's opened a program up at UMD. He said, you should go check it out. So uh, my dad drove me up here and we checked it out. So I started in the opera program here for a couple of years and then moved to the theater department and then um, did a lot of theater and ended up in New York doing theater and um, got my agent when I was in New York. And then he opened an office in Los Angeles for film and television. So I had to, uh, we moved out there and had to start a new career doing that. So that was 1991. Oh, wow. And uh, so it's been 
been pretty good ever since then. Let me ask you, I always have this question, because like, you know, when you're on a sitcom like this and you have all these different actors and all of these like sometimes might be a hidden talent or whatever. How does that come up? Like, how do they go? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Scully can do opera. Well, that's it's, that's a great story. So Andy Samberg and I were, uh, it was the first season and it was late at night and everybody else had left and he and I had one little thing left to film. And so we were just chatting, getting to know each other. And I had said that, well, I started as an opera singer. And so unbeknownst to me, he was texting Dan Gore, who created the show and said, Scully sings, let's figure it out. And so then... We're doing, it's in the first season, we're doing the uh, the Thanksgiving episode, and it's a scene where Terry Crews has me upside down, and he's <laughs> shaking my pockets to get the snacks out. So we've just filmed that, and I've they've put me down, and I'd been hanging upside down, and my head was spinning, and uh, one of the writers comes up to me and says, so I hear you, uh, you sing opera. And I go, oh, well, you know, it would take a couple of weeks to brush the dust off a couple of things, you know, blah, blah, blah. I and see where goes, this is going. It's- and he goes, oh, okay. And he walks away. A little bit later, the producer comes over and goes, I understand you sing opera. Well, you know, it would take a couple of weeks to brush something <laughs> off. Word travels fast. And he goes, how about right now? I go, okay. And um, so it's, it's like the classic, do you ride a horse? Yes, I do. No, and you've never been on one. You you never want to say no right. as an actor. Or yeah. They'll never ask you again. Right. So I said, okay. So I'm running over the lyrics of Lodonia Mobile in my head. And um, Andy Samberg is going to come into the, Jake is going to come into the precinct and he's going to go do like a scat thing to Melissa that he's not going to dress up for her Thanksgiving party. Mm-hmm. So he said, okay, Joel, he goes, I'm going to come in and I'm going to do that. And what you're going to, and nobody else knows about this. You're going to turn around and say, are we singing? And, I, and we're going to go, no. And he goes, then just start your aria. I go, okay. So we come in, we get, he comes in, I'm not wearing a suit. And then I come over and I said, are we singing? And then both he and Melissa go, no. And I start singing Ladonia Mobile. And I'm singing and singing. And I'm thinking to myself, when are they going to say cut? Because (laughs) they're never going to use this whole thing. (laughs) And so I'm singing and singing. I hope I remember this whole thing, how it goes, you know, and I get all the way to the end. And I stop, and it's dead silent. There's nobody doing anything. And then Andy Samberg starts a slow clap. And then everybody busts up and um, <laughs> funny. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's not something you expect to see when you you know as a, as a, as a cop on a, on Brooklyn Nine Nine's just bust out, start singing opera. So what I mean, what a great comedic effect that is. You know? That's right. right. And yeah. so then I thought, well, I um, that oh, it was the next day. I got a email from one of the assistant directors and said, uh, can you send over a list of your uh, arias? And I'm like, a list? I haven't done this in 35 years. It's like, okay, uh, what are you thinking about? And they go, well, we have this next episode, and we have two places to sing. I go, how about Osolomio for that part? And they go, perfect. And uh, Una Fortiva Lagrima from Elixir of Love for the other part. And they go, perfect. So I, so I dodged that. I didn't have to make a list. Uh-huh. But I hired a voice teacher to start working on these things and getting some things together so that right. when they do ask me again, I'm, I have something in my back pocket. So we'll talk about professionalism right there. Wow. You know? 
working on that. And didn't you pull up something like you've sang the national anthem in places and, and stuff like that too, right? I, I've only done it once and it was for the Vikings. Was that scary? It was so really scary. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, yeah, there was 73,000 people. It was uh, December 30th of 2018. They were playing Chicago. Chicago won, unfortunately. Wow. But I've been a Viking fan ever since I was a little kid. I would go over to uh, Mankato and visit my cousin, and we'd go over and watch training camp. And at that time, it was Alan Page, Carl Eller, oh, man. Tarkenton. And they'd open the gate at the end of practice, and you'd run out and get autographs and everything like that. Oh, sweet. That's cool. So I would do that in the summers. And um, so I, they reached out to me and asked uh, Greg Brostrom uh, at the Vikings, who does, uh, I don't know if he's the head of their communications department or publicity, something sure. like that, but he's a great guy. And he reached out and said, would you do this? I said, uh, okay. And I, so uh, U.S. Bank Stadium is where it was. Yeah. How are the, are the acoustics in there are tough? Did that affect you as you sing the national anthem? Well, I had an earpiece. Okay. So I could hear myself. Uh, so you just kind of just do it. Do you think someday they might ask you back to blow the horn if we put it out there? Well, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd well, you heard it here. You heard, yeah, we, we're going to manifest Joe McKinnon this Miller is going to blow that Viking horn. <laughs> a, a, a little bit of local uh, trivia sure. is Seaver, one of the owners of uh, Gordy's Pie Hat mm-hmm. Place. He's, uh, we went over there. I had never been there. I went over there, and he came out to say hi and whatever. And he said, I remember you, not from Brooklyn Nine-Nine or anything, but from singing the national anthem at the Viking game. Oh. He goes, I was there. And his wife was a Viking cheerleader. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. They huh. actually, um, small world's my moment uh, summer, brother-in-law's right? family. So there's oh. a connection there, yeah. Wow. Small so world. Anyway, I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. And that, and, that. And, and that was what he remembered me from, not from anything else, but from singing that day. Yeah, it well, all started with that opera singing on Brooklyn Nine Nine. There you go. <laughs> it's great. It you, you got. If you haven't seen the show, it's on Peacock now, and you can. And like I said, it's one of the most binge-worthy episodes there are. We got to take a break here, but uh, we're gonna more with Joel McKinnon Miller here as long as he's gonna stick around. I mean, I don't. You can leave at any time. We're not keeping you yeah, hostage we're not here. Keep you, you know, hostage. But I don't want to wear out my welcome. No. no oh my gosh. <laughs> That's usually our line. Like, yeah. We don't want to wear out. And we do. Something. We actually do. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, enough. Okay. We'll uh, look at your weather forecast here coming up on uh, B105 Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club with Cannon. B105 Breakfast Club again, Lauren. Video show here to do, and it's getting in the way of a conversation with Joel. We're, uh, <laughs> we're uh, this is so much fun. We're just asking him anything. We're talking about American Horror Story. You can see that um, on B105 and our on, Facebook page. Yeah, we're on yeah. Facebook right now. We were just he was just starting to tell us the story, and I said, "I'm sorry, I'm going to tell that story over again." Joel, uh, Joel McKinnon Miller here from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, many shows, CSI uh, as Get Lauren. That in there, yeah. yeah, she's been saying that a bunch of different things, um, and we've been learning a lot about behind the scenes. I've been asking you about asking Joel a lot about what your favorite shows are and stuff, and then you were telling a story about how you grew up in Brooklyn and you were a bartender, right? Correct. I so. Was, uh, I, I I didn't grow up in Brooklyn. I'm oh, sorry, I grew up in Brooklyn. No, you were no, living in Brooklyn. We, yeah. we, we were living in Brooklyn, and um, there was this uh, guy who would come into the bar. His name was Rick, and he talked like that, you know. And <laughs> he was a, a wise guy. And uh, I said to him, I go, Rick, I know you have uh, New York Giants uh, football tickets. He goes, yeah. I go, well, the Vikings are coming 
uh, next season. This was like in June or whatever mm-hmm. when they released the schedule. I go, I see the Vikings are coming. Can you help me, uh, you know, get some tickets, you know, to see the Vikings? He goes, the effing Vikings. Who wants to see the effing Vikings? <laughs> he goes, I'll give you my tickets. You can use my ticket. I'm not going to go see the effing Vikings. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So the year goes on, you know, and I'm working, and he comes in, and I, I could, how do you ask somebody, can I have my free tickets? Yeah, you know right. What I mean? Yeah, that's so awkward. I don't do it. So the week before the game, December 9th, and it was Rich Gannon was a quarterback. They were going to play over at Giant Stadium. And um, he comes in, or I come into work, and I hit the cash register, and my drawer pops out. There are the two tickets oh, sitting in the drawer. Oh, he had dropped them off. So my wife and I took a, a bus from Port Authority and Midtown and went out to Giants Stadium. And we were sitting on the side of the Giants. So we were in the sun. That's how that stadium is set up. So all the visitors are in the, in the shade. And it's December 9th. You know, so it's pretty cold. Mm-hmm. And we are on the 50-yard line about 20 rows up from the field. Oh, wow. Ooh. They were really those are wise really, guy tickets. Really, those are wise guy tickets. They were really good tickets. <laughs> That's great. And uh, so then I told him, you know, when, when he came into the bar again, I said, you know, Rick, thank you so much. You know, it was really good. I got like, I want to pay you for the for the tickets. You pay me for the tickets. They're the effing Vikings. You know, I don't want to see the effing Vikings. Forget about it. See, I don't know anything about football, but I hear that because you know. There's so many people in here that love the Vikings. So Yeah, well, and, and Joel's one of them. You've, you've yeah. been watching them since the Purple People Eaters back in the day. That's right. That's right. What do you think about this season? You following? I am following. I I get frustrated. <laughs> well, it's Vikings fans. Yeah. A lot of Vikings fans do. They were, I think they were up, what, 21 to 3 or something at halftime? Yeah. And it's like, can we just, can we just hold on to this? Can we just? Keep them at bay and then just have a really nice, big, fat win like that. Does every one of them have to be a nail biter? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I feel secondhand stress around here. She does. I really do because, you know, Ken Cooper in here, they love the Vikings. So if they have a bad game, I know the next day. Well, then they threw those long, you know, they they were going for it. A couple plays in a row, and it's like, what are you doing? You've got plenty of time. You were chipping away at it. it, you know. You had a whole thing, and now you're you're just blowing up the whole game plan, and just I don't know. Yeah, it gets frustrating. Monday morning arm, uh, what do they call it? Armchair quarterback. That's yeah, right. That's yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. We're not in the heat of the moment at no, all. You no. know, it's like. Yeah, I see some of these guys, they take a hit, and then they get back up, and I'm like, oh, come on. And then meanwhile, I slip on my sidewalk, and I'm out for two weeks, you know. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. Yeah, you know? it's something. Well, uh, Joel McKinnon-Miller is in here um, with us today. We've been having a lot of fun with you. And, so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's a great guy. And, you know, you're going to be – I would love it if you came back at some point down the road. If but we didn't we're just scare gonna you throw today that off. Sure. Yeah, but I'd be happy to. Yeah. yeah, but it's been fun hanging out with you. We did, if you missed any of this, we have it on demand. We have it on our Facebook too, as well. Mm-hmm. And we we just been having a, we're having a great time today. And we're gonna you know stick around here a little bit. We'll have some more coming up for you. So the B one hundred five cash cow code we got to mm-hmm. get. I saw Ben lingering around somewhere. Yep. We'll we'll snag him, get him in here. Yep, I'll I'll grab him. We got a lot going on. It's production today. It is. There's yeah. so many. Usually it's like a ghost town, but, but I got a free hat out of it. I am so I'm gonna like wear this everywhere. I'm gonna be like Joel gave this to me, people. Okay. Oh, nice. I'm gonna show my kids tonight. They'll get a kick out of it. Right. <laughs> right. Eight seventeen <laughs> on the Breakfast Club. Huge influx of you. Got you on B one hundred five. Boy, this morning has just flown right by. I know. I'm having know? so much fun, Joel. Thanks so much for coming in. In case you missed us talking about it, I just wrote on your. 
picture. I was like, Ken, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to try to get Joel in here. I was like, it won't work. And then you're like, I'll come in. I'm like, oh my gosh, so exciting. And then you're here. So well, I don't I, know many celebrities I would do that. Well, I've had a great time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for sharing all the stories. I have one I more I have one more question I wanted to ask you. Sure. Because I actually got a bunch more, but we, we got to wrap you it up have at a some life, point so here. Yeah, we've we got to let you go. You. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's like What's like one of the biggest celebrity star encounters or, or things that you've ever had? Because I mean, you've worked with some really huge stars, right? Yeah. I would say... <clears throat> Well, first of all, I love meeting musicians mm -hmm. and sports stars. Okay. That's where I get excited because I meet actors all the time. Right. Sure. So I was doing a movie called The Family Man with uh, Nicolas Cage in New York. Yeah. And I had just gotten there and they had put me up in the hotel. It was a W Hotel over on the east side. And I had gone to a wardrobe fitting and I was coming back from a fitting and there were all these people outside the hotel and it was all cordoned off. And I went up to the security. I go, I'm, I'm in the hotel. I got to get through here. And he goes, oh, yeah, okay. So I went in and I get in the, uh, the elevator. I'm with Bill Russell. Oh, is that in a the elevator. Guy? It is a sports okay, guy. Okay, so then that's over yeah. my head. <laughs> and so I, I go up to my room and I'm like, and I'm wondering what, the, what is going on. And so I go down and I ask. They go, well, it's, it was the first year of the ESPYS. Oh, oh, so you're in the right place at the right time. I was totally. And there was a, 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 a little sofa right by the elevator. So I sat there, and Joe Montana and oh wow, these, I think I know him. All these. That All these familiar. big sports stars came walking by, and I just sat there. I had the best seat in the house. Could I was just sitting died. right by the elevator. This is the right? coolest thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Fun. That and then, I, awesome. and then I, I, I came back from work one night, and there, was a, there were two W hotels next to each other. It was kind of a funny thing. And I thought, I'm going to go around this, the corner to this bodega and get some water, you know? So I'm walking out. next In front of this other W hotel is another one of these vans that bring actors and musicians around. And, and uh, there was a musician getting out of the car, out of the van. He, got, he has a, uh, a guitar in his case, and he's got his hat pulled down. And all I heard him say was, thank you, good night. And you knew who it was. And I knew who it was. And it was James Taylor. Oh, wow. Oh. And I followed him into the <laughs> hotel to the door. So I'm standing in the door, you know, with my face up against yeah. the window, watching him check in and talk, banter That's back crazy. and forth with the clerk in the hotel. And I thought, this is, this is awesome. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you're right. You see actors all the time. So the big one for you would be like, you know, musicians and, and sports players like that. You, yeah. you, you mentioned Nicolas Cage. I just watched the movie on the plane the other day, Unbearable Weight of Massive I Talent. I want to watch that. Starring Nick that Cage. And he plays like a fictional version of himself. Uh -huh. Is Nicolas Cage really like Nicolas Cage is? Is he kind of like, whoa, Nick Cage? From when I worked on him with him a long time ago, that was year 2000. Okay, so it's been a while. We did that movie and he was... Really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. That's I, good. I really enjoyed spending time with them. Yeah, that's neat. And that was. Family. I was able to spend a week, you know, 
yeah. week there with him. So wow, cool. yeah. I can't imagine how many stories that you have. Uh, you know, so you are welcome back anytime. You know, if we didn't scare you. You are welcome. Back no, anytime. I would love to come back. Thank you for being such wonderful hosts. Oh, we need to get that you. in writing and a signed affidavit. Yeah, is it, again, is this rolling? <laughs> <laughs> it's rolling. It's a white glove service we give around here. You know what I'm saying? We roll yeah. the red carpet. Well, thank you so much, Joel, once again thank for coming you so in. Much. It's it's really been a pleasure. My pleasure. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Um, Eight thirty-two on the Breakfast Club. We're gonna look at your weather forecast up next. You can get. Jenny Chesney, get along on B105. It's Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren, and we got Ben here from Mainstream Fashions for Men. Good to see you guys this nice morning. Nice to see you. Good yeah. to see you. I feel bad because, like, you get clothing from, you know, local celebrities that come in, but I never bring you clothing. I should probably do that at some point. Um, you know, I am a, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a 36 long 37 long? No, I'm, I don't need to give you my sizes. Um, but yeah, that would be fine. Yeah, exactly. But it looks great. That's uh, that's kind of fun to have some local friends on here. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I got to wear my hat the rest of the day because my hair's messed up now. I took it off and I it's look... It's so warm. It, it looks is warm. great. It is warm, but it's good. It's yeah. good. So that was great to have Joel McKinnon Miller in here. He was driving by. We're waving him. He's driving by the street. So Super nice. nice guy. Yeah. So and Lauren nice. made him a wonderful sign this morning, too. So did. yesterday, long story short, I was like, we need to welcome him. He's coming in early. He doesn't need to come in here. You know, like he, he doesn't need to do that for yeah. us so the uh dan daniel at the front desk and i we spent like 20 minutes making a sign <laughs> and then the color printer was like half out i'm like oh, oh, i don't do and so then as he's leaving i was like oh you know we made this sign yesterday because he was looking at it and he, he was like that's wonderful and i'm like if i knew that he was gonna really see it i would have made but the effort is what he saw in it and that was amazing and I he tried appreciated a, i tried for a long time yeah um, seemed like a really nice sign. guy that next was, week, that was so, nice. so nice of him next week we're gonna have a welcome ben from mainstream fashion yeah, see now we're yes. talking and I am going to judge the crap out of it if it isn't in perfect color form. Come on now. So better get a new well, color. Then you're going to have to go tell Randy that the printer is out of <laughs> oh, ink. Oh, there's a whole ordeal. We'd have to go through that in the boy. <laughs> anyway, um, you've, you've been golfing. You're done with the... This is the time of year you lose your balls in the leaves. Exactly, which know? is loads and loads of fun because that just adds to the frustration if you're having a bad round. So hopefully I'll get out on Monday. We're going to see how the weather is because I love golfing in this weather. In general, I love 40 to 50 degrees. I'm just a weird Norwegian and I absolutely love this time of year. Yeah. It's my favorite time of year, too. Yeah, yeah, and I love walking the golf course this time of year, but, you know, I'd still like to get a couple more rounds in, still like to get a little more time on the Harley, but you just never know. And we're so busy at the store that it's just tough for me to uh, take time away to go and enjoy the fall because it's still wedding season, believe it or not. It is. It is absolutely insane. I think we've got seven or eight weddings that we're doing this weekend really? alone. Yep, wow. yep. Well, busy is good. Busy is wonderful, and I'm really glad that we've kind of gotten through the wedding season because it will start to teeter off a little bit now uh, towards the end of uh, October. But then we go right into holiday season. We're going to have a pretty cool sale coming up that you'll be hearing more about shortly uh, for this holiday season, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and then it's going to go right back into booking wedding season. So it's kind of a fun transitional time. Let me ask you a question. You got a wedding com- weddings coming up 7-8 this weekend. Like, mm-hmm. How many average tuxedos then as suits of that? So That's the average wedding for us is about eight total. Wow. So most guys, and you know, some guys are actually getting things for the dads. Some are doing something for the ushers, but sure. most guys have got, you know, themselves a best man and then typically four groomsmen, but then there's typically two ushers and two dads is typically, I said, said typically like four times in 10 seconds. It's okay. Um, it's typical. But it's that's, typical. That's relatively accurate. How about that? Yeah. Uh, that there's about eight guys in your standard wedding party. So you do that times 150. Uh, that was uh, uh, quite, quite the volume that we did this year to say the least. Wow, I'm trying to do the math. That's like 1,200 tuxes. Yep, yep. 
That's pretty impressive that yeah. you did that if that came out right. But anyway, so, yeah. So here's a question. The winter time, what kind of things, you know, should people start looking for? Yeah. So I was um, talking this morning uh, with some friends about outerwear in general. And so, like, I've got one of my new leather jackets on that we have at Mainstream. And it's one of those pieces that, you know, guys will tend to just throw on that old piece of outerwear that they've had for so long, whether it's something a little bit dressier like a dress coat or leather or a car coat or a field coat or whatever. Um Take a, take a second and consider maybe getting a new one because so many guys just wear them till they got holes in them. Sure. It's a really good thing to either put on a Christmas list or just buy for yourself. And we really are excited about all the cool outerwear and jackets that we've got coming in this fall. Don't want to oh. be like me wearing a snazzy suit and then have a starter jacket over it. And we see so much of that. And that's kind <laughs> of it. I don't like that look. That's no, not a good look. You can't throw like your Patagonia puffer on and like <laughs> think it makes sense with a suit. Like, you should probably have something that actually works in that little bit dressier atmosphere you're going to. Yeah. So we say yeah don't uh, don't throw the old golf jacket on over your suit come get something a little bit nicer to uh, elevate that image as they say and Class it's an it investment bit, yeah. too it's oh, something for sure. you'll always wear it's so. an investment in yourself really exactly yeah. and invest okay. in yourself in a good piece of outerwear or a jacket or come book your wedding for next year because we're probably going to be limiting things a little bit yeah. maybe five weddings a weekend because uh we survived this year but i think i gained a few gray hairs I don't, I'm not all. seeing them. I, have, I don't see one. So Thank you. I would Thank tell you because I point them out. I appreciate that. Please, yeah, let me know next year how it looks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks for coming in today, Ben, and good luck. Uh, if you take a ride tonight, stay warm. I'll let you know. Okay. Take care. Yeah. Uh, ben from Mainstream Fashions for Men here on B105 846 with Morgan Wallen and You Proof. It is a breakfast club with Ken and Lauren. Tomorrow's already Friday. It's hard to believe this day has been so busy. I, I know. I sites on TGIF tomorrow, but breakfast club, club confessions, I've got a ton of them. Oh, what a week it's oh, been. Oh, my. Yeah. Do you want to give us a hint? Well, one would have to be my trip to Memphis, mm-hmm. which turned out to be a nightmare. We kind of touched on that. Yeah. Uh, and then I was at the DMV yesterday that stems off of that. It's just a lot of things that happened. A lot of things that happened. But good news is we can discuss it tomorrow at 740. Get it mm-hmm. all for a chest, right? Good. Yeah, and then a lot of other fun, too, tomorrow on, on The Breakfast Club. Plus, the 105 Cash Cow Code Word coming up just 105. Another thing that happened today. Okay, so we had Joel McKinnon Miller in here, which, uh, you know, if you've seen... He's one of those guys, like what, Joe Danger came in and he said, I think we you look familiar that we might have met. And then Joe goes, <laughs> you never tell me anything. And I'm like, well, I, I didn't want to jinx it, you know, because right. it's like... I, I didn't want to. I couldn't believe that it actually happened. But it's funny because these guys are such a down to earth guy. So down to earth. And he's been in so many things over the years too. Like the the so amount many. of stuff. But when I met him, he goes, "Hi, I'm Joel." I'm like, "I know who you are." <laughs> you know. We, and he says he likes to ask people their names. Yeah, that's cool. And stuff like when they ask right. for a picture and whatnot. Yeah, super nice. Everyone was like freaking out. Like I'm I'm gonna call Travis out here. He was like, <gasps> and he was like, "Can I take a picture with you? A selfie?" <laughs> Did, so they did? He did? Yeah, they oh, did. Cool. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, nice work on that, Lauren. Yes. We'll see what next celebrity you grab to come in here. Even if, it, even if it's Joel again, that's fine. Yeah, so, he said he'd come back. So <laughs> Who's that? Ryan Green. Half of me. B105 Breakfast Club, Ken and Lauren. Uh, lots coming up for you tomorrow, like we said. Um, also, uh, we've got the, what are we at for the 710 Laugh-Off? So, um, let me look. Because it's been a short week. We did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I've won twice. You've won once. So I could tie it up tomorrow. Yep. It was fun having Joel in here for the 710 Laugh because he generally laughed at it. He, and I'm he glad, did. I'm glad he was in here for my Marks joke because that one went right over your head and he laughed he hard at that one. So, yeah. you know, it's us thespians here. You mm-hmm. know, and we get to, we get each other's humor. You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> I'm 